Welcome to the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Reynolds. This is Season 4, Episode 8 of the podcast. This episode is titled Presentation Zen, and this week's episode is all about tips to make your presentations better, but more importantly, to help make your students' presentations better. Nobody wants to have a situation where they are suffering from death by PowerPoint. It's a thing. Look it up. In TikTok tech, Mac underscore hack shows you how to use stacks to clean up your Mac desktop. And finally, in tech refresh, at TA Tech Tips shows you how to maximize cutting and pasting with clipboard history in Windows. We've got a lot to get to, so let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in. This week, I think we should have a pretty quick podcast video for you. Uh, Not too much to get to. I'm going to talk about presentation zen, and the next few weeks are going to focus on tools that can help you achieve that zen-like presentation, whether you were using Google Slides, Keynote, PowerPoint, whatever you prefer to use as your presentation tool. I'm going to give you some other tools that will help you. But this week, I really want to talk about how to maximize and make your presentations the best presentation that they can be. Not a a document, but a presentation. Before I get to that, though, let's talk TikTok tech and tech refresh. In TikTok tech, if you are anything like me, you have files all over your Mac desktop. Uh, The quickest and easiest way to get those cleaned up is to use stacks. So Mac hacks uh, or Mac underscore hacks on TikTok has a little trick for you. And that is to use the stacks and you can do a quick keyboard shortcut to run the stacks and get your uh, desktop quickly cleaned up and organized in a very nice way. If you press control command and zero, It will organize your files into stacks based on file types. So if you have images, PDFs, Word documents, Keynote, pages, whatever documents you have on your desktop, it will organize those stacks into that specific file type. To preview the file types or the stacks, you will just swipe over with two fingers over the different icons or over the different stacks, and it will give you a preview of all of the documents that are in that stack. You can also click with one finger to see everything. So you have the hover over with the with the two fingers or you have the click to see everything. You can also change how the stacks are viewed by going up to the menu bar at the top, clicking on view, show view options and stack by, and then you can change it by organization, by icons, by grid spacing. There are several choices for you to arrange your stacks. But if you wanna quickly clean up and organize your desktop, just use stacks by pressing control command zero on your Mac keyboard. In Tech Refresh, I've got a Windows hack for you. So thank you to TA Tech Tips. If you just read it, it looks like Tate Tech Tips. So I have to say, I love the name. If your name is Tate, I think that your uh, creation of your TikTok name is great. But TA Tech Tips, um, you can use the clipboard history on Windows. And the beauty of this video is I have fallen uh, into this habit of copying something, pasting it, copying something else, pasting it, copying. You don't have to do that. You don't have to worry about immediately copying copying and pasting things that you send to the clipboard. You can just copy and paste anything you want and then visit your clipboard history. So copy what you like, when you like, and then press Windows logo on your keyboard and the letter V, and it will bring up your clipboard history. To paste it from your clipboard history, just click on the item in your history and it will automatically paste it into wherever your cursor is. 
So if you have a document pulled up and your cursor is in the document, it will automatically paste it there. If you have your cursor in a web browser, um, if it's in the Omnibox, if it's in, uh, if you're filling in information, it'll all, it'll automatically copy it into wherever your cursor is flashing. So a quick way for you to copy a bunch of things, whether it's images or text into your clipboard history using the Windows V it will bring up your clipboard history and you can just copy things from that history. You don't have to copy and paste back and forth one thing at a time. Let's get into the meat of our podcast this week and that is talking about Presentation Zen. I don't even remember when I saw this presentation, but um, it, it blew me away. I had to buy the book immediately after I saw this at uh, one of these Google summits that I was at and I bought the book. I've read the book a few times. I've tried to practice this myself. I've tried to give this information to students that I've worked with in the um, in various classrooms. When I had my own classroom, I really wanted them to have the best presentation that they could create. And when I say presentation, I mean presentation, not a document, not a research paper. I'm talking about a presentation. So Gar Reynolds is the person that wrote the book Presentation Zen, and he gives you all kinds of ideas about how to make your presentations look better. I have a book on the newsletter this week that you can click on and it will take you to presentationzen.com. On presentationzen.com, there is a 15-minute TED Talk that he had in Kyoto and the title of the TED Talk is Why Storytelling Matters. And then he has 10 tips for achieving presentation zen when you are presenting on stage. Now, this is, of course, a bigger platform. I'm really trying to just narrow it down to creating the best presentation you can for your class and having your students create the best presentation that they can for the rest of the class and for you. And and again, I'm talking about presenting while the students stand up in front of the class and actually provide a presentation. So check out presentationzen.com and you can look through the 10 tips for achieving presentation zen on stage. I won't go through them, but there are quite a few uh, great ones. Then the next link that I clicked on was presentation tips, which are on Gar Reynolds' website. So when you go to garreynolds.com slash tips is where it actually takes you, this is kind of laid out similar to how his book Presentation Zen is laid out. He's got how to prepare presentations, the design that you need to kind of go through, how to deliver. There are online tips for presentations. So in this new world that we live in with Zoom and Teams and Meet and all these different ways that people are presenting online, He's got tips for creating powerful presentations in the online world. He's got various videos that you can watch uh, for uh, lessons that you can copy. But the one that I'm going to show you quickly is the before and after slide makeovers. Before I get to the before and after slide makeovers, I want to just go through some of the big ideas in his book to provide you with a good background before you see what the slides look like. So here are some of the ideas that he provides in his book about the best ways to um, achieve presentation zen. One, if a slide can't stand by itself, then why are you up in front? So make sure that the slides are very powerful when they are designed. So you are creating a slide, not a document. If you want a document, you can create one of those and you can hand that out, but we don't want a whole bunch of text on the slide, only stuff that is meaningful and important. So again, he says right here, create a document, not a slide. That's right. So he has some principles that he lives by. No more than six words per slide. If you are using a quote, okay, maybe there's going to be a little bit more than six words. But if you're providing information, only six words. If you are providing bullet points, he lives by the 177 principle. That means only one main idea per slide. 
seven lines of text maximum, no more than seven different bullet points, and no more than seven words per line. Now we are getting into more than six words. In some cases, you know, you may need a little bit more, but really, if you can stick to that no more than six words per slide and you can provide the information yourself, that is way better. And if you have a lot of information that you need to provide, then again, create a document and hand that out to people so then they have it at the end and so they can be engaged or hand it out at the beginning. If However you wanna handle that situation, um, if you know you're gonna have a lot of information, create a separate document that you can actually hand to people and keep your slides down to as few words as possible. He also said projected slides should be as visual as possible and support your points quickly, efficiently, and powerfully. So you want the images to work with the information that you are providing or with the text. Don't have them be some random thing. Don't have them be some uh, GIF that is working and distracting people. You want it to be to support um, the information that you are providing. Some of the design elements that he gives information for, visuals should be big, bold, clear, and easy to see. So make sure they aren't, you're not stretching them wrong, they aren't pixelated, um, and the text is big enough that people can read it. Allow your graphic elements to fill the frame, so you want them to be as big as possible. You wanna to try to get the resolution to be as crisp and clear as possible. Use your visuals in an active way, not decorative, so don't just have them on there just to take up space on your slide. They should actually work for you and provide some more information. Good designs have plenty of extra space, so find the balance between that white space and um, filling your slide with the graphic. Don't be afraid to have blank space in your slide. Pictures are remembered better than words, so if you can have a picture that is impactful and provide a little bit of text with that, the people are going to remember the pictures far more than they are going to remember the words that you have on the slide. Make sure you have a visual theme, but don't avoid tired, overused templates. I'm gonna provide you with a, uh, several, a few different websites that you can use for templates, but Slides Mania is kind of my go-to. She has created so many amazing templates for you and they are not old and tired. If you are using the basic templates in PowerPoint, in Keynote, in slides that they have when you first log in, those are kind of old and tired. Go out to some websites, find some other templates that you can use that um, support what you are trying to talk about. Limit your bullet points. We talked about the 177 principle. Make sure to use high quality graphics. I mentioned that. And finally, build complex graphics to support your narrative. So you can you can certainly build your own graphics if you, maybe you need to go take your own pictures or maybe you have pictures that you're going to bring in or videos that you can bring in that support the idea that you are talking about. A lot of great information here about Presentation Zen, but the big thing that I wanna stress with regard to Presentation Zen is try to make it a true presentation. If you are having your students create presentations for class, but you are the only one seeing them, then it's not a presentation. They are creating a slideument. Have them write a document, and if you wanna add graphics, fine, but don't expect your students to create a slideshow that you're the only one that's gonna see. It's gonna get them into bad habits and creating a lot more text on the slide than is necessary. Now let's look at the before and after makeovers of the slide designs that he has on his website. One thing I can't stress enough, make sure that it is visually appealing. All of the slides that you design, make sure they are visually appealing. So here are the before and after slides. Now he talks about as the very first slide that he designed was rice consumption in Japan and how it has continued to decline from 1962 to 2016. The way that he redesigns this first slide is he has a slide specific for 1962 and 2016. And in the slides, he has the different rice bowls. He has five and a half 
rice bowls in 1962 and two and a half rice bowls in 2016. Again, he has a lot of white space, which we talked about is okay, but again, he has a lot of white space. So it, it, it's almost too much and it's a little bit distracting. The text is kind of small and hard to read. The visuals are good, but they could be bigger. As he continues on, he changes that and now he adds graphics in there and he has a picture from 1962 and a picture from 2016 to kind of give you uh, a little more impact and to eat up some of that white space that he had in the initial redesigned slides. Now he changes that slide design and instead of having the people in there, he changes it to have different foods in there and shows kind of the similarities and what, how people are, were eating rice and how eating less rice now has changed because people may be eating more bread. He has completely abandoned the bowls of rice now in this next example and he has just gone to a family picture in 1962 with big bold um, numbers on there with the year. He goes one step further to maybe change that so we are focusing more on the family unit. He goes one step further now and he doesn't focus so much on the family but they are still in the background. He has the year and then he has a big circle with 5.4 bowls of rice to really give you that impact of the number. We don't need the visual of the bowls of rice now, we really are looking for the number. We don't need to get more into it. As we are presenting, we can provide that information as to what they were using and how they were eating the rice back in 1962. He does the same thing with the 2016, where he has a family eating around a table with the rice. And again, he has a huge circle with 2.5 bowls of rice in 2016. And finally, the last chart he has at the end is he talks about the rice and he shows the rice consumption and how it is dipping and what may have taken its place and why people aren't eating, eating as much rice. So you can look through these examples on garreynolds.com slash slide dash makeovers to see all the different ways that you can improve on your slide design. That's it for presentation Zen. I hope that you will look over some of the ideas that I've presented today. Maybe look over Gar Reynolds' websites, presentationzen.com or garreynolds.com slash tips. See some of the ways that he has encouraged people to create the best, most powerful, most impactful presentations that they can. And again, I know that we have students create a lot of presentations in our classrooms, but it's important that when they are creating the presentations that they are truly creating a presentation and not a slidement. Again, if you want them to create a presentation and turn it into you, just have them create a document and create the presentations to be as visually appealing as possible and to get the students to be comfortable up front telling a story because they are the ones with the knowledge presenting that information to their peers. That's it for this episode of the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast or watching the video version on YouTube because I know your time is valuable. Please check out the resources in this week's newsletter about Presentation Zen. I really encourage you to check out PresentationZen.com, buy the third edition book, and visit GarReynolds.com slash tips to learn more. A huge thank you to at Mac underscore hacks on TikTok for their awesome resource on using stacks to organize your Mac desktop, and TA Tech Tips on TikTok for the great tech refresh about using the Windows clipboard to cut and paste items. For more EdTech resources, you can follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at ReynoldsTroy and on Instagram and TikTok at EdNewsstand. If you're listening on any podcast platform and would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to receive updates and have any new episode automatically downloaded for you. You can also revisit my previous episodes on any major podcasting platform like Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts. You can also check out the video version of my podcast over on my YouTube channel, 
and check out any of the other video resources I have available. If you'd like to download my app to have my podcast and newsletters right on your smart device, please check it out at ednewstand.glideapp.io and save it to your home screen. If you don't want the app but would like to check out my resources, please visit my website at ednewstand.weebly.com. This is Troy Reynolds, and this is the Ed Newsstand Podcast, hoping you were able to take away at least one idea for your classroom. Please be safe. Until next time.